you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Hey, everyone. This is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. I've been needing a quick getaway with my family, and the 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe is the perfect vehicle to take us there. It has standard third-row seating, so I'm able to pack my entire family, plus pets, in the car while also having enough room for our camping essentials. Available H-Track all-wheel drive will get us through any dirt trails, and available dual wireless charging pads will ensure we never have to worry about getting stuck with a dead phone in the middle of nowhere. Visit HyundaiUSA.com. Or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. You never want to find yourself out on the water fishing without the essentials. So it's best to always pack a Columbia PFG Solar Stream Elite hoodie to protect against the sun. I mean, it provides great protection and it's really breathable so you don't get hot. That's a win-win. Columbia PFG has a lot of great gear. So before you head out on the water, head over to Columbia.com slash PFG to shop their performance fishing gear. I'm Red Lewis, and this is NFL Inside Report. On today's episode, as we wind down the 2021 calendar year, we look back on some of the biggest decisions that shaped the 2021 NFL season with our pal Jeffrey Chidea, who has a terrific column out on NFL.com, the first read. All right, Jeff, so the Denver Broncos select Patrick Sertan, number nine overall. And you've got this as one of the five decisions of the season, not because the Denver Broncos got a great cornerback or got the second cornerback off the board in the draft, but because of how it affected the Cowboys. Yeah. Yeah. And it was uh, looking back on, I guess Jerry Jones has to be smiling from ear to ear, thinking about how, how fortuitous that was because, you know, a couple of weeks later, they ended up, they wound up with Michael Parsons, who is probably going to end up being the defensive rookie of the year and probably end up being the defensive player of the year. And it's changed the entire look of that defense. Heineken under pressure once again, and this time it's Micah Parsons. Sooner or later, you knew you'd see number 11. He's been relatively quiet tonight. Now he gets noisy. And if you look at all the talk about the Cowboys going into that draft, it was the, the need for them to find some way to shore up their secondary, to improve a corner, and J.C. Horn was possibly going to be there for them. Uh, Patrick Sertan obviously was possibly going to be there for them. But to get Parsons, uh, what they realized was that, you know, your, your defensive backs play a lot better when you have a guy who's just destroying uh, the, the opposing quarterbacks and living in opposing teams' backfields. Wow. Every game, the impact Micah Parsons can make. It, you know, we throw the word special, unique. A lot of those words are thrown around. I'm not sure there's a guy in the league that really has an impact the way he can do in so many different ways. The guy's incredible. I don't think anybody could have foreseen 
Micah Parsons being as good as he's been. Uh, he was, you know, the best, ta- most talented defensive player in the draft, a guy with incredible speed and size. But to be able to, to play different positions, to play defensive end, to cover people the way he has, and to really help them get through a tough time when they lost to Marcus Lawrence and Randy Gregory, their, their two pass rushers, it just speaks to how much of a boon he was for them when they were looking for somebody else in that position. It's so funny what happened, you know, after the Broncos took Patrick Sertan because everyone was like, oh, you know, Justin Fields is available at number nine. You know, the quarterback situation unsettled in Denver. Could that be where they go? No, it's not. And then we don't get another defensive player off the board until number 12 because, you know, you had the uh, the Eagles who ended up taking Devontae Smith. Giants wanted Devontae Smith. They end up letting the Bears come up to 11 to take Justin Fields. And so this chain reaction had to happen for the Cowboys to get Micah Parsons, which I find it would be pretty interesting. And a guy who, you know, I, I, it feels less likely at this point, Jeff, that he's going to be uh, defensive rookie of the year and defensive player of the year. I mean, you got TJ Watt with over 17 sacks, you know, yeah. and like, you got Miles Garrett up there as well. His teammate might win defensive yeah. player of the year now and Trayvon Diggs. Well, play action. Heineke going deep downfield and interception number 11 for Trayvon Diggs. 11 picks for him in this their 15th game and that ties Everson Walls' Dallas record set back in 1981. 11 interceptions. I mean, like, there's no question, though, that Parsons' you know, presence has helped Diggs in his 11 interceptions. Yeah, that, that's the irony there, right? That yeah. the corner they were looking for was actually already on their roster. <laughs> that's <laughs> right. Going to set records or, you know, with uh, interceptions in a single season and They've been so good defensively, it's almost hard to remember how bad they were last year uh, throughout the course of the season, how, how much of a train wreck Jalen Smith had become for them at linebacker and how, how much uncertainty there was. And I wrote this when they took Parsons. It seemed as if they had some tough choices to make as far as what they were going to do with Leighton Van Der Esch and Jalen Smith. Right. They drafted uh, another linebacker. They brought in Keanu New- Neal to play some linebacker for them. So they had an overabundance of a player at the position. But again, the way Parsons has stood out, and the way he's given them an attitude, it's not just the fact that he's played well for them. He's given them a sense of just, this is a very disruptive bunch now. I said we were going to peak, and I think we're we're peaking at, everyone's healthy. We're peaking at the right moment right now, heading to the playoffs, and, you know, we just got to stay healthy and keep getting better every week. And I think early on it was about they were taking the ball away and people didn't know how consistent they were. But now you look at the way they played against the Washington football team last, last week, and you start to think, this is the kind of defense you can win a championship with. There you go. Uh, the same can be said, though, for the Kansas City Chiefs, Jeff, who you write about uh, in your first read column here as well as the decision to bring Melvin Ingram over from Pittsburgh. Pressure put on. Down he goes. Melvin Ingram. Not a good idea when you let Ingram run free. Now, they did bring a slot blitz over here on the side, but direct access that time to Teddy Bridgewater. So after a great run on first down, nothing. Now, look, Melvin Ingram's been good, right? Um, I mean, again, he, he doesn't have 10 sacks right now, but what he what he has done is allowed some further flexibility for Steve Spagnuolo, the defensive coordinator there for Kansas City, uh, which in turn has created arguably the best defense in football right now. Yeah, and certainly probably the best defensive line. I think it's hard to argue against them, what they have now up front with Chris Jones moving back to defensive tackle, uh, Frank Clark coming alive at defensive end, and Jaron Reed at defensive tackle. All four of those guys, there were questions about the start of this year, which which makes this move very interesting to me. 
And when the Chiefs went out and got Melvin Ingram, I live in Kansas City. I, I know what the climate was like at that point. The feeling was, who really cares? They're not one player away from changing this defense. If they give give a six-round pick, so what? It's it's more of a desperation move. Let's see what can happen with it. But what it did do, it gave them some stability at the other end position opposite Frank Clark. And that's why Chris Jones started the year playing out there because they weren't certain about what they had. Steve Spagnuolo, their defensive coordinator, is, he loves having multiple defensive linemen and rotations. And and so putting Chris Jones out there was the the, the initial fix. It wasn't working, but once they got Ingram, they could slide Jones back inside. You saw his pressures go up. Chris gonna make plays no matter where he at. I don't think he need my presence. He 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 one of them the good ones in this league, so he gonna make plays no matter what. You saw Frank Hart come to life. You saw Jaron Reed, a guy who'd been missing in action for the first half of the season, all of a sudden starting to flash and make plays. And Ingram, as you said, the numbers, I think he only has like one sack this year. Yeah. But the amount of pressures, the amount of run support he's provided. It's just made them just hard to deal with up front. It's an angry game. It's a physical game. I just go out and it's a legal way to be violent. And there have been multiple games in the last couple of weeks where you've just seen that, that defensive line take over and make things much easier on the offense, on the rest of the defense. They are a complete team now. At a time when they really needed one side of the ball yeah. to really figure it out, you know, because for much of the early part of the season, neither side of the ball was performing at an elite level. But here the Chiefs are number one seed in the AFC. Okay, let's move on to the Los Angeles Rams and the blockbuster trade that sent Jared Goff to Detroit and Matthew Stafford to LA and a bunch of picks and all that that went with it. Uh, exchanging hands there to give Sean McVay the quarterback he has long desired to run his offense and to take it to another level. There was a lot of talk that, you know, Matthew Stafford might end up being in the MVP conversation because of his talent, because he's finally with an elite, you know, offensive mind and play caller and them together, you know, and you could see him in the MVP race. And early on the season, yeah, it kind of looked like that. But but what it's really turned into is that he's put his top receiver in the MVP race. Yeah. Up here, Jeff. Yeah, yeah, he has. And really Cooper Cup has blown up with the addition of Matthew Stafford. And I've, I've seen some of the, the memes going around wondering if if Matthew Stafford's wife and Cooper Cup are actually siblings and they look so much alike. I don't know if you've seen that, but it's just, it's just kind of eerie how, how, how close they are in resemblance. But um, I remember talking to a, a, a GM about Matthew Stafford coming over to the, to the Rams earlier this year and, and what he would mean to that offense. And he just said that, you know, Jerry Goff is a great system quarterback and he worked well within Sean McVay's structure. But, uh, he, he described Matthew Stafford as being a PhD in dropback passing and being able to work with a, a receiver like a Cooper Cup who can read defenses on the fly and such a field type receiver. It was just the ultimate marriage. Stafford sets, throws, end zone, touchdown, Cooper Cup. And, and what you've seen is that that play out statistically and Cup's in position to challenge a couple records here with receptions in the season and, and yards in the season. But the career year he's had it speaks to what Matthew Stafford meant to this offense. He, he's, yeah. he's taken it to a different level, just his ability to make plays with the arm talent, the ability to see the field, and really just the whole, the whole well, the entire way he approaches playing quarterback. I love how you describe it as uh, Stafford, the type of swashbuckling signal caller who can thrive off script and open up everything with his arm talent. Now, limiting the turnovers with that arm talent has yeah. kind of been um, n- now thrust into focus after multiple games with multiple turnovers, including last week's three interception game against Minnesota, which, you know, a team full of stars 
like the Rams were able to overcome. And and look, part of that is because of the run game. And Sony Michelle. Yes. Yes, yes. And, and certainly another player who's just kind of they seem to just find running backs every now and then when they begin to uh, have issues with the run game. And the run game's always been the essential part of what this office wants to do. Exactly. What wants to do. And so when when they're going right there, when they had Todd Gurley, when Cam Akers was was, was healthy, uh, they were they, they were hard to deal with. And now you're seeing Sony Michelle, a player who kind of like Melvin Ingram was just you know a desperation trade just to get a guy in there who can make a difference in the backfield. And now they're feeding him. Michelle with a big hole. Still going. Fighting his way inside the ten. First and goal. Rams. Wow. A physical run from Sony Michelle. Now they're giving him. 20 carries and it's changed their offense uh, tremendously over the last three or four weeks. This team, whatever it was, three game, three weeks ago, was in the middle of a three-game losing streak and couldn't get things right. Now you see him coming on. Uh, they're yeah. talking about Akers coming back here soon. Right, you have to this love the potential there. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's crazy. Yeah, now you're talking about just having this this offense being uh, going full throttle at the right time of the year. Exactly. Uh, Ian Rappaport telling us on Monday's edition of NFL Inside Report that it's a very real possibility. I mean, and a really cool story that, you know, about six months after rupturing an Achilles tendon that Cam Akers could come back at a time when Daryl Henderson just went on injured reserve with a knee injury to provide uh, some back more backfield help for Sony Michelle and for the Rams, uh, who do have, uh, in my mind, an MVP candidate on their roster in Cooper Cup, uh, who is, you know, on pace uh, to continue to, to set records here in the NFL. Uh, with two weeks left to go. Speaking of the MVP race, how does Jeffrey Chidea see it? We find out right after this. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower... 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. We got a great episode coming up. Picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all. But here's a preview of this week's episode. Do you think it's more embarrassing to dye your hair or to have... Hair plugs. I don't think either are embarrassing if you're not trying to conceal it and act like you didn't. Okay. So you think if you just come out and go, I got hair plugs. Yeah. Like, check out these hair plugs. I mean, don't just walk around, hey, tapping, you know, hey, <laughs> hey, stranger, I don't know what you think, and this is natural. You know, but I mean, <laughs> do you, you have to do that with everyone you meet? try to act like they, uh, you know what I mean. Yeah. But I mean, like, like John Cena got it. You know, when John Cena came back to wrestling, he had a bald spot, and now he doesn't. Mm-hmm. You think he should be required in all interviews to say, look, by the way, I covered up my bald spot? Yeah, I guess it's weird. I mean, you don't wear a sign or like put a sign in your yard, but. All right. So what about toupees? Those are the most obvious. I but let's like. say you're like Bill Self and you can get it to where it looks good. His is magical. I don't even know if his is a toupee. It is. Though. I think he went into the future and had a procedure we haven't even discovered yet. And this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snag a Job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. 
on demand, tempt to hire part-time or full-time. You name the position, warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snagajob's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. Jeffrey Chidea is here with us on NFL Inside Reports. Jeffrey, the author of The First Read each and every week throughout this NFL season. And one of the staples of the column has been the MVP watch. And you've been tracking it. And uh, it looks like you have had Aaron Rodgers and Jonathan Taylor at number one and number two for at least a couple weeks now. Um, Based on what we've seen from those two players, Josh Allen has moved up in your book. Tom Brady down a spot and Cooper Cup up into the number five spot on your MVP watch after not being ranked the week before. Let's talk about Aaron Rodgers here because the numbers while really good are not like astronomical, right? For a quarterback. Um, But he's playing through a broken toe. He's got the Packers into the one seed in the NFC. Why is he the MVP for you? Well, I think you just listed a couple of the factors um, (laughs) playing through the injury. Um, I think part of it is just the narrative of Aaron Rodgers. I think he benefits just from all the smoke, all the drama surrounding him throughout this entire year. Uh, and I think, to be honest with you, Jordan Love got to play. You know, that, that's a big factor for me, that you saw what this team would look like if Jordan Love had been their quarterback this year when he played against the Kansas City Chiefs. And from that point forward, he really wasn't a factor in the MVP race for me until that point. But ever since that, I've looked at it like, yeah, he really is – the difference maker here. And some of it is that some of the other players have not maintained their standing. Like if Justin Herbert is, is, is one person, right. you mentioned Tom Brady, but Aaron's numbers. Rogers stands alone in the gun and the snap throws right side, making the catch Lazard diving pylon touchdown. And there it is. Number four, historic milestone in an iconic career for a legendary franchise Aaron Rodgers the most prolific touchdown passer in Green Bay Packers history the success of that team being on the verge of getting in the top seed in the NFC again uh playing through the injury and just just going through all this stuff that he's gone through that some of which has been his own creation that just put him at the top for me Yeah, and I feel like Josh Allen is kind of on a similar wavelength there, too, because like there are a few quarterbacks that do more for their team, right, and put their team on their backs more than I feel like Aaron and Josh. Josh, especially because I, you know, Packers have had some injuries, you know, around Aaron Rodgers this year. So I think that that bolsters his case, too. Uh, But their defense has been really good. Um, Whereas, man, if Josh Allen isn't accounting for four touchdowns and, you know, isn't, uh, you know, running, running, you know, leading the team in rushing, they're not winning. So, like, the the case for him being the most valuable player because he is by far um, invaluable to his team, like, speaks pretty loud to me as well. 
Yeah, yeah, and I, I'd put even Justin Herbert in that category in sure. terms of a, AFC quarterbacks because I don't think any team, I don't think any team asks more of their quarterback than Buffalo asks Josh Allen, and and sometimes I think that's to his detriment because I think he could use a little bit of help, and I think that's you saw Brian Dable, their offensive coordinator, run the ball a little bit more um, against the Carolina Panthers after he didn't give a running back a single carry in their loss to in the first half of their loss to Tampa right. Bay. But the way Josh, Josh is higher up on this list now because of the way he played in the second half of that Tampa Bay game, uh, they absolutely an easy win against Carolina and beating New England the way they did. When you have the stat line he had, which is 300-plus yards passing, three touchdowns and no interceptions against the Bill Belichick defense in Foxborough, I think you'd be hard-pressed to find too many quarterbacks uh, who aren't in the Hall of Fame who've yeah. had that, those kind of days uh, in, in those situations. And so and I think good what defense in New England. A really right. good defense. A really, <laughs> that's built to stop that kind of stuff. Right. And so I think, I think that he is, he's quiet. The Chiefs are the number one team in the AFC by far, but he's quietly starting to look like a quarterback who could go on a hot, hot streak here in the playoffs and, and do some damage just because of his mature, maturation and what they ask of him. And then there's the case of the running back. Wentz will pitch it to Taylor, and he walks into the end zone for the touchdown. Jonathan yeah. Taylor, who will end up leading the league in rushing this year. Uh, obviously, like we we don't know like what could have been if Derrick Henry was still with the Titans and still available. I mean, still he is still with the Titans, but if he was st- still available for the Titans and not injured, you know, would they be having you know kind of like a a runoff? you know, for the league's rushing title. And then would they have essentially canceled themselves out of any MVP conversation? Right. But now because Jonathan is, you know, like the guy this year at that position, it brings back the conversation. Like, is there cause to put a running back as the MVP for the first time since Adrian Peterson did it back in 2012 when he rushed for 2K? I I feel like, yes, it's certainly a possible, a plausibility here. I think it is, and and you you alluded to Aaron's Aaron Rodgers numbers. They're not off the charts. They're not what they were last year, and he was forty eight and four, whatever forty eight and five, whatever he was. Touchdown interceptions. I think when you have a little more, a little more modest amount of, of touchdown passes, uh, it does open the door for Jonathan Taylor. And look for my money, they're not the Colts are not even in this conversation without him. They're, they and they they've had to run the football. Uh, to get back into the playoff race, they were two and four at one point. He's had some monster games and huge moments. Uh, the game he had against the Patriots on Saturday night a couple weeks back was, was a tremendous effort, uh, a tremendous statement about what he is. Taylor, the lone running back. Second and eight Colts at their 33. Taylor's got it. Nice. Oh, oh. There he goes. He could go all the way. Far sideline 40. He's to the 30. They're trying to chase him down to the 10. 5. Touchdown, Colts. Touchdown, Colts. 67 yards with two to go. Two minutes, one second left. That might have done it. He just can't be stopped. And, and and so I get that. And I had this argument with my own podcast with a friend of mine who's a pro football focus guy, Eric Eager. And he talks about just, you just, it's hard not pick a quarterback for this award because how much they're catching the football, how much impact they can yeah. have on the game. But their quarterback's not having the same amount of impact on the game that other quarterbacks right. are having. <laughs> right. Once they completed five passes their last game, they won. Yeah. So, you know, so for my money, yeah, I think Jonathan Taylor, if he's going to put up a buck 70, a buck 80 every game, uh, moving forward, he's got a pretty strong case for winning this award. Yeah, and I I agree with you there uh, as well. Um, and 
I think, you know, when, when if you're judging them solely on value to their team, right? Like, man, it feels like JT, like, might be the guy, but... Pretty strong. Yeah, I mean, and, and, and I, I think, you know, Rodgers, again, playing one less game this year because of Jordan Love and seeing how all that went, you know, also bolsters his case. Um, and then, you know, Josh Allen, um, I, I think looking at the two Patriots games, like we, we talk about these, these MVP moments and like, that felt like a moment for me against the Patriots and Jonathan Taylor's, you know, close out 67 yard run certainly felt like a moment, uh, you know, against the, the Patriots to close out that win. Is there been like a, a singular moment for Aaron Rodgers? There hasn't. There hasn't. Yeah. That, that's the one thing he is missing that you, that you, you try to think, well, I think back. I think it was the Niners game early on when he went down the field in like a couple plays, a couple passes to Devontae Adams set up a game with yeah. a field goal. But that was so long ago. And it was, you know, that was before he had COVID and everything else that came up. So that's the only thing that comes to mind. Um, you know, he hasn't had that temperature moment, but he's also, I think you also reach a point with guys like him and Tom Brady where they almost have to lose the award because right. there's so much clout. Their legacies are so large that, you know, they're going to get it if they're just doing anything close to what we've seen them do. And I've had a lot of scouts tell me that he's he's playing as well as he was playing back in 2012, like almost a decade ago. And so I think that helps his cause, too, that he hasn't lost anything in terms of ability and, and performance and production. So, you know, if you're asking me to, to pick a sentimental favorite, I would go with Jonathan Taylor. Just because yeah. facts, I think, get, get screwed over a lot and don't get the, their fair share of respect in this league. But if you're asking me to be realistic, I imagine Aaron Rodgers would, would win out. So, Jeff, one of the other decisions uh, that we talk about here in your first read column is the Big Ben reality check. The question of the future of Ben Roethlisberger's career, which, you know, we felt like we were, you know, at the very end here, even at the beginning of the season, when it felt like this was going to be one more run, restructuring the contract and all that, try to bring it back here for Pittsburgh with a brand new offensive line in front of them uh, and with some, with some questions around, you know, surrounding their defense. And it just, it, it felt like it was doomed from the beginning, um, but uh, here they are. And it feels like, especially after this loss to Kansas city, that they are going to play their way right out of any postseason implications here. And uh, it, it just feels more clear. And I assume to you as well here, Jeff, that, that these are going to be the final two games and coming up the final home game for Ben Roethlisberger. Yeah, and it's, you know, in, in some ways it, it's sad from the end of this way for him. Uh, yeah, I have great respect for him as a player and I've enjoyed watching him. But it's also the reality of playing this position and the way life works in the NFL is that if you hold on to somebody like him too long, it, it, it gets ugly in the end. And I remember how it ended for Eli Manning in New York, for Phillip Rivers with the Chargers, two guys he came into the NFL with in the same draft class, and, and they just were not the same players at the end. And, and you saw just the struggles. You saw the inability to make plays. And, and that's where Ben is at. Big Ben catches the shotgun snap. Short drop, throws. And it is Pick intercepted. Running it. It. Yeah. it back nope. to the house Woo. for the touchdown. I wanted to do a story all year long. and was not able to do it with the Steelers talking about how you figure out when it's time to, to move on from a, a star quarterback, a franchise yeah. quarterback. And it would have been a very awkward story to do. And I understand why they were reluctant to do it. But. But I, I talked to guys like Bill Polian about moving on from Peyton Manning, and he talked just about just the, how hard those conversations are to have with players of that magnitude because you spend your whole career 
dying to have somebody like that. You have them for so long and you just can't foresee the day when they're not going to be what they were. Mike, do you get a sense that this is Ben's last home game and would that impact anything? You know, uh, I don't know that it's going to impact anything relative to what we intend to do or what he intends to do. Like I've mentioned several times when that subject is broached in these settings, um, Ben has really done a nice job of setting the pace regarding that throughout the season. He's been singularly focused on the next challenge and where we are in terms of the here and now. And, and so it's been easy to follow his lead in that regard. And I'm sure we all will do the same as we press forward toward Monday Night Football. And so I look at Pittsburgh as they knew what he meant to the franchise. They wanted to give it one more shot because they thought he could, you know, regain some of that magic he had. They were 12 and four last year, but in the end of the day, they saw the flip side of this, which is it can get, can get pretty ugly at the end. And no clear replacement on that roster. Now I know we've seen Mason Rudolph a bunch. Uh, Dwayne Haskins has been there, but Haskins when Roethlisberger was out this year, didn't get the opportunity. It was Rudolph. Uh, Josh Dobbs has been in and around, you know, that, that franchise here for the last few years since they drafted him. So is Pittsburgh like arguably the the team with the, the most obvious need to draft a quarterback in the first round of this coming year's draft? If not, make a move for one of those big name right. guys out there that are going to be sitting around like an Aaron Rodgers or a Russell Wilson or a Deshaun Watson. But yeah, that that's really the the real sin in all of this is that they had no real plan B. Uh, yeah. There was no, and you look at the teams that have done well moving on from those types of quarterbacks, Hall of Fame caliber quarterbacks. They had somebody in mind who was coming down the pipe, whether it was Andrew Luck in Indianapolis, uh, the Green Bay Packers made a move for Aaron Rodgers when Brett Favre was there. The Kansas City Chiefs obviously drafted Patrick Mahomes. And so not doing that, and, and and keep in mind, Red, a lot of these quarterbacks who are of the stature of Ben Roethlisberger, they don't like having their replacement around in the first place. They don't like yeah. seeing that in, in, in the locker room. So I understand that dynamic, but it does put them behind the eight ball because now in that division, you got Joe Burrow, who's feeling pretty good about life in Cincinnati. Uh, the Cincinnati Bank, the Cleveland Browns have a really good roster. And whatever happened with Baker Mayfield, they're still a very attractive place for a quarterback to go because of that roster. Sure. And then Lamar Jackson's an MVP candidate in, in Baltimore with a pretty good roster as well. They have to find some way to shore up that position very quickly. Jeffrey Chidea with us here on NFL Inside Report. Jeff, thanks so much for being with us today, man. Appreciate it. Thank you, Red. Always a pleasure. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. 
He's gonna guard. He's gonna exactly. guard. Like you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's gonna guard. And then on I'm top of that, like that, see that. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then he's he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because they ain't need it? <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snag a Job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, tempt to hire part-time or full-time. You name the position warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer? Yeah, Snagajob's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. And that's going to do it for this episode of NFL Inside Report. Thanks so much for being with us. Reminder to download, rate, and review our show on iHeartRadio. Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your pods. We'll be back with you on Friday for another episode of NFL Inside Report before we send you into 2022. For producers Thomas Warren and Tim Parachka, I'm your host, Rhett Lewis. We'll catch you next time. NFL Inside Report is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. For more official podcasts from the NFL, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You go into your shower feeling tired but as soon as you reach for the irish spring your day immediately gets better that crisp fresh unmistakable irish spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses so when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it irish spring body wash and bar soap fresh green irish shop now at a store near you Are you on the hunt for a new home this spring, but don't know where to start? Fisher Homes is your solution. Your new home should reflect you from the front door to the kitchen and even your outdoor space. Start your journey by selecting your ideal home site, like in a cul-de-sac or that's tree-lined, and then choose from a variety of expertly designed floor plans. Bring it all together at our Lifestyle Design Center. Let Fisher Homes be your new home solution this spring and start making memories at fisherhomes.com. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024.